What is a brother? A brother. Brother. A brother. A brother. Brother. A brother. A brother. Forge and sharp. Who supports you? Reliable. Full trust. They'll protect you. Hold me accountable. A friend could hear your pain through your sound and they'll pick you up without judgment. So brotherhood to me is a journey and not a destination. Welcome to Brother Empowerment. Well, it's actually my fault because I've been away for two months. Wow. Yeah, I've been, I've been telling the people. I've been telling the people. But I'm back. And guess what? We got friends and I got a real good excuse for why I was away. Um, but all jokes aside, if this is your first time watching Brother Empowerment, Brother Empowerment is a show designed to uplift our brothers and those who are connected to them to help them to break through without breaking. This is not one of those bashing shows, but it is an opportunity to engage in healthy conversation and hope that something that is discussed will positively change or impact someone's life for the better. And I'm so excited for this show. We got an OMP takeover. Um, and since Cordell has been a horrible friend, but a great co-worker, <laughs> <laughs> he don't even know what OMP means. And yep. I'll bring you up to speed. Ah, I missed you, bro. I miss you too, man. Look, I'm, I ain't going to even ask how your two months been. <laughs> hey, you, you, you've been seeing it, man. It was a bit of a struggle at first. It was a bit of a struggle. It was like, man, I'm not in the headquarters. My office is not built at all like this wonderful studio. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a uh, a labor, a labor of love, but a labor nonetheless. But so, I'm grateful though. You did a great job, man. We can look. We can banter because there's so many great people on. Yes. So I definitely want to make sure we get to it. So um, let me go ahead, guys. Who, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Hold on. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did add her back mm -hmm. perfectly. I did mute everyone because something was going on with the sound. Um, but I'm going to let Angie go ahead and start it off. Tell the people who you are, who you be, who you is. Going to hit unmute for me. Yep. All right. All right. Thank you so much for having us on. OMP is on my patience. 
Mm. It's all about finding patience. And Sarah Larson uh, started that whole thing and she's amazing. Um, but yeah, my name's Angie Staley. I'm happy to be here and just honored to be here with all these beautiful people. That's, that's, that's it. it. That's it. <laughs> okay, what do you what do you want me to say? You're the playwright for it. You're the director. <laughs> you're the lyricist. You're part of our advisory yeah. committee. You're an actress yourself. She got a legit page. She got an IMDb page. Mm. Mm. You're a she fancy, fancy. You're official, official. Uh huh. Official, official, official. Well, um, I'm just trying to keep up with you all, man. I mean, look at how cool you all are with all this love is a parable. Everything in how many countries is love is a parable? I mean, seriously. Oh, no. hey, no. hey that, that was masterful. She has a she has a PhD in deflection. I right. need to learn from you. Chief deflection officer. <laughs> this is our chief deflection our officer. CDO, first one ever. Okay, choose who, the next person. Choose the next person. But yeah, before we get there, mm -hmm. um, Angie, guys, remember we always tell the story about how we started six months ahead of time. Mm -hmm. It was Angie's fault. <laughs> so, yep, that's how we started. And we'll talk about that later. Miss Tam, since you over there at the top beside Angie, tell them who you are, who you be, who you is. Hey, everybody. I'm Tamara Hill. I am um, uh, one of Jay's new friends and um, a member of the Finding Patients cast. And I am uh, very happy to be here, having no idea what this is going to end up being like. But hey, I'm down for it. <laughs> so much fun. You left something out, too. I know you did. What did yeah. I leave out? You didn't tell people who you are, who you be, who you is. First of all. I did. I told them my name. I, 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 what else you want me to know? What else did you need to know? Oh, she was, she was the patient's overstudy. I said this is contagious. Like, So I guess I need to brag on everybody because y'all ain't going to do it. No. She's a vocalist. Mm. Um, You know, she knows the law. I do know the law a lot. She knows the law very well. <laughs> <laughs> and she plays no games. And no, she sat on Jay's shoulder like at least three or four times. She did. Yep, and stuck him with a pen at least once. She did. <laughs> if Pier Look, if Pierce in a heart was a person, <laughs> we'll explain later. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, thank you. And then we got Quelia down at the bottom. Quelia? Hey, hey, can y'all hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Bet. So my name is Quelia. Hello. Um, I am, in terms of the show, I am Patience. Played Patience. I am Patience. I, I assume that position. Um, and I am Jada Wayne's little sister from another mister. Um, you mess with him, you mess with me. And I'm scrappy, so don't go there. Um... <laughs> In terms of just my regular life, I am an actress, a musician, a writer. Um, I am an owner of Vibe Artist Studio, which is my vocal and actress coaching business. I also provide performing arts education for anyone that craves it. Um, and even if you don't, I still do it for you anyway. And yeah, that's me in a nutshell, I think. Did I leave anything out? Yeah, um, no, you actually did a good job. I'm proud of you. She is a dynamic vocalist and coach mm -hmm. um so she can teach y'all how to sing yang if you don't know how to sing yang um she's also part of a rap singing duo mm. 
um, yes. with her bow, which is also phenomenal. I'm gonna put all of the links in there. So you guys can go check all of these wonderful people out and support, 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 support. And we got the lovely Miss Doris T. Battle. Unmute, Miss um, Miss Doris. You know how to unmute? That's a dope last name, too. Battle? Yes. Right. Came yes. for war all the time. Mm -hmm. Stay ready. Yep. On the phone says, hey, I'm Doris Battle. How are you? <laughs> Love it. Doing great, Miss Battle. Great. Um. I'm so glad to be here tonight. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> Can I brag on her? Can I brag on her? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Angie. Go ahead. Since she want to act up. Yeah, I'm telling you, Miss Doris Battle is um she's a she's a modern day hero in my mind. She is the founder and creator of the North Carolina Forgotten History Committee. And she gets things done. Speaking of, okay, that's a quotable. But she gets things done. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, she she helped get a secure marker in Apex as well as in Holly Springs for forgotten history, for Black history. And she um, she's helped with Mr. Lynn Council. Um, that's a whole other story she might want to talk about. But she she is so connected, and she's just a genuine, lovely, beautiful soul. And she just is always about doing good. Thank you. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Right. Hello. How y'all doing? Yeah, like, I'm done. Yeah, that's the first. That's the first yeah, in history. Yeah, yeah. And that is so apropos. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, we got Rolanda. Hey, everyone. So I'm Rolanda Hernandez, and I play the Negro wife of the Negro family, I guess we could say. <laughs> it's the main thing without the play. I don't know how to name it. It just says mom. But anyway, um, <laughs> and I'm Margaret. I play Margaret, um, the mayor's wife as well. Um, I am born and raised in Raleigh, and I am the founder of the Black Real Estate Conference. So um, that's it for me. Another liar. Um, she's a finance guru. She's um, into real estate. She's a vocalist. Um, she did talk about she's an actress, but she's also a descendant of um, two of the characters who are actually in the play, the Betts family. The Betts so her family actually has um, historical foundation in the Holly Springs area Sorry. as well. See, look at y'all. Sorry, See, Andrew, Negro wife. The only one who... Yeah, it's fine though. The pe people who like to brag on themselves or, or you know tell people who they are, you know, that happens all the time. So it's fine. We're filling the, the gaps for y'all. So guess what, guys? Y'all got some family that's on that's supporting. You know, we, got we got Tara in the building. What's up, Tara? Hey Tara from South Carolina. I don't know who that's that's Tara too. Okay, she got it together. Yep. She read the instructions. <laughs> we we got, got oh. We got She-Hulk, a.k.a. my booski in the building. What's going on? Hey, Rashia, it's been forever. Has. Thank you for helping him hold it down. <laughs> Whew, thank yeah, you. I needed all the help I could get. Yes, and she helped. <laughs> we got Sheree. Hey, Sheree. What's going on? She's part of the OMP family. Glad she could make it. Up, oh, we got Miss. Go ahead, Felicia. Felicia. On, the, on, on the YouTube land, holding it down with Sean. One of the originals. Yeah. 
Sean is on. What's going on, Sean, man? Got triumphant in the building. Thank you also for helping this guy <laughs> keep it together. And I can't wait to um, partner with you on some new stuff. Now, you almost official official. What's going on, Josh? What's up, man? First time. No, this ain't the first time, but a long time. I was about to say, yeah. he family. It's been a long, long time. Shimon, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Kim. hey Kim, how you been? Yeah, it's, I just miss everybody. Okay, so guys, we normally do quotes, mm-hmm. and this time we're not going to just do any kind of quotes. We got to do the finding patience quotes. And you know, as always, the new guests always say, "I wish I could see what it is before we get started." Nope, 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 nope. We like it organic, raw, and real. You got to watch Rolanda; she kind of is bossy. She got that look. She got that boss. You look. remember the time we had um, Kenya on and she was trying to tell us you about the see how they do. Yeah. See, we're about to mute her. No, you just you have that look. You you got the, the locks up high, you got the whole maje- yeah, you got that. I tell people what to do. Right. She's got that gorgeous. She's just all gorgeous. She she got, but she's got the I tell people what to do look. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I'm so glad somebody else see it. And that's what she came with. Do we have a list? She was asking for a ride and they didn't provide one. <laughs> Golly, this is my little lot. Look, this is our little lot. You, know, you know what I mean? Bruce Leroy, what's going on? I'm resident fact checker. What's up, Bruce, man? Tara said this is going to be good. The show is. Ooh, yes, it is. The show is. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Are y'all ready? We're going to do something light and easy. <laughs> Lots of earth has been turned up to make room for the people who lived and died here. Wait, what? Wait, what? 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 What you got? You know, so in the show, man, there are some like shout out to Angie because honestly and truly, there are some beautiful, beautiful lines written in this show, and I can say, and you know, Tamara will probably agree with me that we say some of the most beautiful lines. And through through and through, like all the talking we do, um, and patience for sure has been blessed with the opportunity to say some really amazing stuff. And that line right there comes early in the show, um, and it is just so like there's a certain reflectiveness to it. That oh, she was getting good. It's, it's unparalleled, like. I'm telling you, it, it really, it really is. There's just something so reflective and so beautiful. And um, I don't know, like, and, 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 and I always used it when I would deliver it, I always would deliver it as sort of a transition from, from one thought to the next because of where it sat in the scene. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so true. And I'm on stage with all our little, you know, our little, uh, gravestones or headstones and I and and I just I don't know like there's just something about that line that just really like hits me in a certain type of way because um, we really are like when people pass you know um, and you put them in the ground sometimes you forget about those people you know and you know people forget you know who people people forget you know and I just think it's so beautiful to say, you know, lots of earth has been turned up to make room, make room. You know what I mean? People who lived and died here. 
And, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. There's just, I think there's something so beautiful about that. There's something so like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, like there's a certain foreshadowing within that. Um, because you, we really, you, we really are, I think one of the things we do in the show is make room. We make room for history. Um, we make it important. Um, and I just, I think that line is just, it's just so, it's, it, it encompasses all of that. So I was, I was feeling that. I like that one. Anybody else want to chime in? Angie, what you got? <laughs> I was, I was seeing Tamara about ready to go. I was feeling it. Um, <clears throat> well, I am, I am one of those weirdos who loves going to the cemetery. And um, as you can see from my Facebook page, one of the first things I did when the show closed <clears throat> is I just ran, like I literally ran um, because the sun was going down and I ran to the cemetery to pay my respects because I felt like it was like going full circle from the beginning of the show to the end because I don't know, I feel like I feel like I have friends there, as weird as it sounds, but um, but yeah, I mean, we just, we sometimes forget, like what Chloe was saying, we sometimes forget that every single spot is, is, a, is a life. It's all these experiences. It's fears mm -hmm. and hopes and dreams. And, you know, they made a difference in their sphere. And, and so when I go there, it just feels like I'm stepping into all these different life experiences. And this sounds crazy, but... <clears throat> I know this sounds crazy, but I don't, I don't hear like any voices. I promise it's not anything weird like that, but like, I feel this feeling of tell my story. When mm -hmm. I go to a cemetery, I feel like people want to be remembered. They want their stories told. And, um, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. Wow. What yeah. you got, Tam? Yeah. You know, I gotta be different. I gotta be extra. Um, when I think about that line, I think about, I moved to Holly Springs in 2013 and we didn't even have a target yet. And, you know, when I think about how much it's changed in those nine years since I moved here, um, you know, we, we talk about you know, the town being built by some freshwater springs in the 1750s and somebody built up a little town and a store and other folks followed, but it was still only 700 people in the 80s. And now when you talk about lots of earth has been turned up, I don't just think about the cemetery. I think about just how the town itself has just exploded. Mm -hmm. And so in order to make room, um, we, we've done a whole lot of, of excavating. And, and I don't necessarily mean just excavating the earth. I mean, excavating history and excavating these stories. And, and so that's also what Angie meant, I think, when she said that, you know, in order to make room for the people, we had to make room for their stories. It's not just the, the story of J.D. Alford, um, um, whose road we drive down. It's the story of the Grigsby's and it's the story of, of Mr. Holloman and it's the story of Mr. of the Stinsons, who, which scene had to be cut, but you know, I, I live here and I go past these roads and I didn't know any of this. And so when I think about how much was excavated to make room, it's it's a double meaning for me. Because Holly Springs is, we closed. We, we put a sign up that says we are closed. No more folks can move here. 
<laughs> what you got, Miss Battle? Um, uh, too late. Uh, you have opened the gates now. They're coming. Yep. They've seen this place and they're coming. Mm -hmm. uh, what I have is um, I, I agree with everybody. Um, the cemetery. Now I think of my home church, uh, St. Mary's. A St. Mary's, not Amy. St. Mary's Free Will Baptist Church on Holly Springs Road, which is Apex Route Apex. So I was kind of torn in between. I really didn't know where I was at. If I was in Holly Springs or in Apex, but a lot of the graves at St. Mary's now, we don't even know um, where some of the bodies are uh, because there wasn't a tombstone laid. It was mm -hmm. just the the um, the little uh, metal piece that um, the funeral home put on, and of course, over time, that either disappeared or you know, uh, uh, I guess in 60, 70 years, it may just go away. I don't know. Uh, even my. Oh, uh, dog, it was getting good. Yeah, was she on, if she was on her. Oh, she back. Unmute your mic, uh, Miss Doris. Unmute your mic. Unmute she, your mic. She's still going. You got to unmute her yourself. Oh. I can't unmute her. Can't hear you. She can't hear you. Oh. We'll be like, that's sweet, but you don't have to say all that over again. <laughs> Literally. Miss Doris. Oh, she. Yeah. Miss Doris. Miss Doris. I don't think she can hear us no, either. I think she she going too. Angie, you'll give her a quick call. She going in. Oh, there she go. We ain't hear nothing you said because it was um it was muted. It was, uh, was yeah, really. I said it blanked, I, it, it blanked out and then it came back and you were muted. And you okay. was going in too, and it just looked like it was good. So yeah. I just know it. The yeah. last thing we heard was the markers had gone away or faded yeah. away. Yeah. That was my grandfather. Like my grandfather's buried there, and he was the Reverend uh, Daniel Hicks that actually started the church. He was actually, uh, his first church was at Holly Springs First Baptist. Uh, and so we don't even know where his grave is at. Uh, the story that he had to tell, we had to dig deep just to get this information. Uh, we didn't know he was the pastor at First Baptist in Holly Springs. Uh, some of the relatives knew that he actually started the church. And then he, in the end, he ended up going back home to Don, North Carolina to his home church uh, to pastor. Uh, so there are so many untold stories uh, in the grave uh, that we have no clue about. Oh, and that was it. Gotcha. Thank you so much for that. What you got, Empress Rolanda? Boss lady. Ready to give orders. Look at her. <laughs> See, you jumping on the bandwagon. Don't let him corrupt you. <laughs> that's, that's not like an order itself. Right. Don't let him corrupt you. I want to just kind of piggyback off of Mrs. Doris and Angie's um, comments, right? Um, finding patience in musical has put Holly Springs on the map. Mm -hmm. It's it's going to be 
something really huge and people are going to flock to Holly Springs because they, I think people now are wanting the small town feel. Um, and of course, when they come, it's not going to be small town no more, but still it's a small town. And then what Angie said about just telling a story um, from somebody that our songs are talking about, right? You're talking to me, actually. I'm just a part of the vision um, in the story with the Betts brothers. And because you told their story, which is a piece that I was looking for, um, I'm now understanding why I am the way I am. You know, change agent is in my genes, it's in my blood. Um, and I would never have known that because of this play and musical. Um, and I thank you for that. And not only that, but when we had our wrap up and we were taking pictures with everybody and you had that um, young lady speak and talk about her history and New Hill and stuff like that. Well, the Betts brothers are on my maternal father's side that we're related. She's on my paternal father's side that we kind of could not find that information on. I did the research um, from the Burrells and that's how I'm related to the Betts. Um, back to 1700s or something like that. But his grandfather, my grandfather's, I never knew his part of the family. And now here we are with New Hill. I knew that, um, but it's just amazing. And I'm planning to reach out to see what that is. So I'm excited. This is amazing. Amazing journey. Wow. Yeah. You mentioned New Hill. I have relatives now that I found out through uh, the genealogy Saturday. Uh, the Evans in New Hill, the Stewart's in New Hill. Uh, so I have to find out how we're connected also. So yeah. you and I may be related. Uh, you said Hicks and that kind of rung the bell. So, you know, I'm part of the family that founds churches. So it's, it's, it's something interesting. It starts the journey. It's, yeah. It starts the conversation. So. Yeah. Yeah. What I like about this quote too, even if you didn't know about finding patience, right? If you didn't know about Holly Springs, mm -hmm. this statement alone can resonate with anybody. Um, it automatically instills some level of gratitude that you must have. Like, can you imagine somebody mama saying, listen, a lot of earth been turned up mm -hmm. to make room for you, you know, is also letting people know that we collectively have paid a way for whoever. And even that person that you may consider an enemy, a lot of earth has been turned up for them to even be your enemy. And while we sitting here talking like you got all this time to bicker and argue and fight. But do you realize the debt that was truly paid for you to even have that luxury to fight over? Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about it, because people say to me, finding patience was never about Holly Springs. Even the first one, when I wrote the first reflection, I always said it was just. It was to remind us about how we're all small towns that have a story. And what connects towns, highways? What are we doing to make sure that these towns are always connected? Meaning people are connected and all of that. That's turning up the earth in a different way. And it's not just putting the earth aside just to bury another person and lay a new foundation. How are these things are being connected? Because truth be told, there are a lot of people living Miss Doris, who don't have markers because they don't know where they came from, mm -hmm. don't know where they're going, and they're questioning everything. And imagine if there's just one person that can sit down and help them connect, just like you put the markers for the Rosenwald School. There are certain people who are looking to find their mark in life. Mm -hmm. 
And it's so important to understand, like when we're moving earth, we're moving earth to tell a story so that you can live, not just so you could have a life, but so that you can live. And I think that that's the part that a lot of people miss a lot of times is that what we're doing or what we have contributed to in Holly Springs is really contributing to the collective humanity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You got some? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I literally covered all of it. <laughs> all, of it. all of it. Yeah. Nope. Now I have anything else. <laughs> what you about to say, Angie? I was I was just doing the three wows. I was just I'm just everybody's comments. I'm just blown away by it's it's wow. See, that's all I got. Wow. <laughs> it's, See, enlightening. Hang, I mean, it's, it? it's enlightening and it's inspiring and it's um man i just it's just so bigger than all of us you know yeah y'all ready here go another one so y'all did good the first one you know it's like the first pancake you mess it up you can move on now let's ready <laughs> All I know is that if I don't do my part, there may ooh, excuse me, there may not be a home left to come back to. That's Hadassah Patterson. Yep. Hey Hadassah. Hey. Lenore say hey, finding patience cast. Hey, hey sister. Lenore. She going in too. Yep, Miss Doris was. <laughs> Cherie said that she's still quoting lines. And I was sitting there when um, Rolanda was talking, I was quoting lines too. In my mind of what's going on, it's funny. I know other people's lines better than I knew my own. <laughs> and I only had about a collective five or six. Mm. <laughs> but I know everybody else's lines better than my own. But yeah, all I know is if I don't do my part, there may not be a home left to come back to. And again, when I was sitting there thinking about these, Angie, I was like, if you don't know the contents of that, the context of that, that can mean so many things. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that more people would get involved with life and with living. Cause sometimes we're just moving and we get so caught up, mm -hmm. but, and when, then when you come back and you want to complain or people complain about why things are changing or why this is no longer like that. Did you do your part? Exactly. So you exactly. do feel out of place because you didn't do your part. So therefore, things change without you. What was you doing? Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna. Well, I would only be echoing that. That when people uh, do nothing, the world changes around them. So home, meaning the place they find familiar, can change right under their eyes, right in real time. And they're sitting there wondering, you know, what happened or why this happened. And then they have to come to the realization that, yeah, oh, I something I could have helped slow this down or stop this, but I did nothing. Or I could have helped affect either better change or something, and but I chose not to do anything. Tammy, this, this is copyrighted, of course, because Miss Staley wrote it. But it would be an excellent campaign slogan for somebody to yes, get people would. out to vote. Right. Because, you know, as we've seen, whether no matter how you feel about how things are going politically, if you don't put your say so into it, then if you don't do something, then things are going to change around you, mm -hmm. just like was just said. And so what can I do? What, what can one little person do? What can one little vote do? Well, one little vote can do a whole lot. Yeah. 
and one little person who is passionate about something um, can 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 do a whole lot. And so we we tend to discount our power because we're just one voice. But if anybody was at the home sweet home finale and you heard that high B I hit every daggum night, that's a hot that's a, that's one voice, but everybody heard it. Mm -hmm. So yep. um you can make a difference, but you've got to be willing to do it. You've got to be willing to step out there and do something. So I, that's that's what I get out of that quote. That is a good mm -hmm. slogan for mm -hmm. some. It is though. Mm -hmm. Everything, class president, president of the United States, all right. that. If I don't do <laughs> if I don't do my part, there may not be a home to come home to. Yeah. Vote for Jay. Jay Dwayne, Jay Dwayne for president. I'm putting it in. <laughs> It'd be like Jay for township. Too, right? I want to be a little township. <laughs> this township belongs to me. <laughs> That's good though. And by the way, that that high B was one of my favorite parts. Like honestly, whenever I heard that every night, I was like, oh, like it was woo. It was amazing. Um, and really, that song, as we see in that scene, home means so many different things to so many different people. And um, at times it's a person, at times it's a place, at times it's our actual identity, who we really are. You know, it's there's so many other layers of things happening in that particular scene um, with the with the finale about what home actually is. Um, and so anyway, all these thoughts are, are fantastic. I love this. I think what's so interesting to me about that line is like, it's two different things, right? So like on one hand, in terms of the context of the show, um, there's the part like, James Adams is about to go fight with the And the common misconception that a lot of people have about the Confederate or the Southerners or whatever that went to fight in that war is that they all, people assume that all of them were fighting because they wanted to um, have the power to hold on to their rights to give own slaves. And what's interesting about this line, it almost, in a way, brings a certain and a certain revelation to the actual reality that was that war. And everybody wasn't fighting for the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I, that's what I, that's one of the things I love about this line is it brings to light that like every single white person that fought in the, in the, in the, in the civil war wasn't necessarily fighting just because I want to be able to have it on my slaves. Like, no, like there were some people that were fighting off the strength of if I don't fight, I can't protect whom and what I love. Mm -hmm. For some people, it can have anything to do with 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 what what the overhead may have been or may have seen. Um. So that's the first thing, and the second thing that I that comes to me whenever I hear that line is that you know I think about I think about myself right like as an artist, as a creative, as um, someone who I always make a joke. I like to. Top of tables and scrape the top of my lungs. Um, I'm very opinionated. I'm very um, all these things, right? And I want to use my my skills. I want to use my gifts to be able to lead 
able to encourage, be able to inspire, like all of these things. That's why I do what I do, right? Um, and I think about like, what if my part, my home, my temple, my body, my heart, my spirit, my mind. And if I don't do my part for me to be able to become that leader, that activist, that whatever my spirit is, is, is guiding me to and whatever my purpose is, is going to be opened up to be. Um, I don't Are we losing you, Claudia? Straight, uh, straight right we, we losing you. We losing you. R two D two. We're gonna go ahead and um, Yeah, go ahead, Miss Um Doris. Um thank you. So what I think about is you know, uh all springs. Uh, you know, we always saying we, we need to do something. Uh, uh, we need to do something, but that's not enough. We need to do something. Uh, the Riz, the Grisby's home house. We need to do something, you know, mm -hmm. before it's too late. Uh, so we just need to, I guess, put action into our word. So what we're saying, put some action behind it. And uh, so that's what I'm thinking. I agree. Mm -hmm. Rolanda, what you got? You got anything? You, you thinking hard over there. <laughs> no, I was just agreeing. Um, the pack house. I always wanted to know what that building was. And I found out what that was during the musical. Um, so we need to save it. We need to do something historical and mark. Definitely. I don't know why that hasn't been done yet, but you know, that, that needs to happen. Yeah, I definitely agree that there's more that we could be doing. And I don't think that we have exhausted all because I think that some of us have went into a kind of like a sleep state just with life. And we just start going by just in this like weird survival mode versus saying, okay, what can I actively do? Mm -hmm. And like, even for me, I didn't care to know my family history until finding patience. It was like, mm -hmm. I was obsessed with the Grisbys. Oh my goodness. The Grisby Stinson's McLean um, Raglan crew more than my own family. And then it was, it, it, it sparked an interest in me to learn more about my family. And it was because of assumed intent. Like when you're with your family, you're like, well, I know them. Let me learn something I don't know. And then I realized I really didn't know my family. Um, and when you talk about stories on both of my, um, my mother and father's side, both sets of um, great grandparents started churches. Doesn't sound anything fascinating, right? But when you write it into a whole play, you like, oh, this is what it was like when they started a church, mm -hmm. you know? And so... I think that even when you think you're doing your part, I don't think anything is wrong with doing 
a self-check and say, now, am I truly doing my part? Have I been active or have I been engaging is one of those questions that this prompts me to ask myself a lot of times. So I agree heavily with that. And that's so cool, Jay. Do you mind if I pop in just super quick? I just, I love that you found that out about your family history because aren't there just such patterns? Like with what Rolanda was saying too, pieces of Rolanda, she's like, my ancestors had this quality and that quality and I do too. And it's like this beautiful full circle of this is part of who I am. And this is why, like exactly what you were saying, Jay, with your awesome speech that you gave at the, um, the historian night where you were talking about um, and be sure to share that link to that too, Jay. But we are talking about like things that you love and that your ancestors love. I mean, there's a connection there. There is something there that we don't fully understand, but there is something there. And I know that's the truth. I know for sure that we are connected and that we are meant to be connected. Oh yeah. And uh, Jay, as I, I still think about that even today, uh, how you connected the peach cobra and even though she may, may have um, been a great cook or made good peach cobbler, she still could be, uh, or he still could be the person that lynched uh, an individual. Uh, it could be the same person. They could be loving on one end and totally hateful mm -hmm. on the other. Uh, in one movies that I was looking at, uh, they were saying uh, um, they was at a restaurant and the, they noticed how the parents were so loving and attentive to the children while they was in there. But then I guess it was one of the maids that was in the house, that worked in the house, knew that the the um, KKK robe was hanging in the closet, you know. Mm. So mm -hmm. It'd be the same person. Um, and you really helped me because I was I was kind of pulling with Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? He was the same man that we invited into our, our home every week and, you know, kind of feel like we knew him. Uh, and so I'm saying, well, how can I not like him now that, you know, and, and I really had a hard time with him doing the things that he did. Mm -hmm. And then I remember what Angie said in, in one of her, her statements, um, just because it happened to you doesn't mean it didn't happen to me. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we have to kind of put ourselves in the other side's shoe. Um, and I just really hit home. Thank you for that. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, Angie, um, this is from Miss Carol Diane Sampson. She said, good evening. Um, I'm very glad that you're here. Thank you. I heard my story in finding patience. Angie um, Staley, it is possible that you'll never know what you've done, but I always will. Mm. She later came and said that my ancestors came front and center and I was moved to action. I have clarity for writing the story that has been awaiting me to write. That's excellent. And um, we got Tara. Now. We got Sister Tara in. Hey, Tara. And then, like she said, yes, sir, do your part. And then Al said, people are complicated with multiple layers. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, that messed me up. Um, one of the mm -hmm. things that I found out is that my side of the family, the fielding side, and everybody I tell my story on um, Love is a Parable, we talk about it a lot. For years, I felt like I didn't belong in my family. Mm -hmm. I used to literally pray, like, please let my parents tell me that I'm adopted. Because it'll make so much sense. And I'll be excited to be like, I'm not like these people. <laughs> and um, when, I, my, when I was 14 years old, my mom told me about, about my biological grandfather. And they all knew at this time. But when I went to the family reunion, it was so many people that looked like me, but also had the same personality. And they're so amazing. Um, but I found out that it's certain things that I don't really like. Like, I don't really like the color green. Mm -hmm. And I found out that my family was on a plantation and green's cut. You know? <laughs> so it was like one of those simple things. And I'm like, hmm. And... It, it leads to like my grandfather was like um, what Rolando said. My grandfather was a serial entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He had so many different things going on. So if you look at the census, his occupation was different on every census. But he was doing all of those things at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those who is like a creative on steroids. So, yeah, once you find your story. And it's funny because, Miss Doris, what you said connected with me is how many people are truly dead because they don't even have their marker. They don't even know their legacy. And it's like so many people are walking and living life who are dead because they don't have a purpose and they don't even know how to connect to their legacy. And if just one person would take the time to say, oh, your last name is a bird. Are you from the New Hill area? Mm -hmm. So if you're from the New Hill area, you can't to not only Burks and Holly Springs, but the Burks and Fuquay. Like, why not people? And then they'd be like, okay, do you know what the Burks were in Fuquay? Do you know what the Burks were in New Zion Hill? Do you know what the Burks were? So it's so many different things that we can keep letting um, leading stories to. And I just hope that doing our part is not just about being selfish. Mm -hmm. Doing that part is also helping others to find their home. Yeah. See, Quilia, you back. Unmute something. Yay. You was going in too like Miss Doris, but then you went baloopa loop all the way out. You uh, turned on that, you was, made that left turn and we lost you. <laughs> I was really feeling it too. Like I really was. It was a whole journey happening. It was because you left literally. Mm -hmm. Do you? Y'all know live in the country. I'm close to home. That's why I'm just sitting. I'm not even moving right now because I'm like, if I move, it's over. It's a dub. Where so are you? We um, just gonna sit in the car and finish it up right here. That's okay. But you were saying you were talking about doing doing your part and the importance of that. And when you made that yeah. left turn, we lost you. Yeah. So um, essentially, what I was saying was. Um, I think about home and I think about home in another way as well. Like my temple, mm -hmm. um, my home being my temple, my body, my heart, my mind, my spirit. And as someone who has many, many aspirations and many of us do dreams, aspirations, things we want to see, things we want to accomplish, um, a, a vision of the life that we hope to live. And I think that in order to accomplish that and get to our purpose, Jada Wayne, as you always like to talk about purpose, mm -hmm. um, it requires us to do our part 
but for self, first and foremost. And so I think this particular quote can, can really stretch into almost a spiritual space where like you really can speak to yourself and be like, all I know is that if I don't do my part for me, first and foremost, the home that I come back to when I look in the mirror every single day mm. will not be there for me. Mm. And that line, like every time I would hear it on stage, like y'all, let me tell you something about patience, okay? This one right here, don't be acting. I really, like, I didn't act. There was not one time I acted mm -hmm. the entire process because it, there, it, it's hard to. I mean, if, if, if you have even a little bit of a heart and a peace of a mind, like, there's just no way that you can experience the show, experience this story, and not 110,000% feel every moment of it. Especially not where me and Tamara were sitting from. Um, and so that was definitely one of the lines when, when, when William, amazing William, um, or Caleb, as we got to see for one of the shows, he, he was the overstudy for James Adams and he had an opportunity to perform it. Phenomenal. Um, yeah. to, to sit there and to see, to hear him say that line and to see it in his body and just know, like, it would choke me up. It would choke me up every time. And like, it's, I definitely... I process that line in 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 multiple ways. And that seeing my home as my temple and knowing that doing my part means caring for self, praying for self, loving thyself, putting thyself in the places that self needs to be in order to accomplish what self wants to see. Like, that's where that line hits for me. Mm -hmm. so that's what I was saying. Glad I got to get that out. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's funny, um, Angie and I had this conversation just offline and being in both finding patience, there is a different feeling with this musical. Mm. Um, with the cast, with the energy, um, all of that. It was totally different where the first one was like, wow, that's amazing. That was a great experience. And there are still relationships that I have to this day, but this one was like outer body type experiences. And um, my most memorable moment thinking about that home is um, the one role that I played that had actually no lines mm -hmm. was, look, the Negro man, um, <laughs> the Negro husband, the Negro lady. Can we just say I never cast you? <laughs> I'm coming to get emails. People are going to think I said that. No. The colored man. That's what was written. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> That's it. She said African-American man, but <laughs> guys, we had to go with the time. There was one time we was called the other word. Mm -hmm. But those things, and, and as we progressed, because there was part we was a Negro, there was part we was African-American man, and then there was a part we was black. Mm -hmm. So when we went through that process, one of the things that was hard for me is playing a role that I felt connected mm -hmm. to even today. And I remember I didn't even know Rolanda from a can of paint. Mm -hmm. And I remember running to her and just started crying. And then on top of that, had the same. Mm. We were fighting against the fits. And she was <laughs> like, what is wrong? She was like, what's wrong? Your energy is off. Mm -hmm. She was like this. 
<laughs> what is this energy that I'm feeling? That's the Empress hand. Right. <laughs> it's, the, it's the royal hand. And I was like, you saw that? She was like, yeah. And I was like, it's just hard playing a father who constantly loses his daughter mm-hmm. when I'm literally living a life where, right now where I feel like somebody is trying to take my daughters away from me and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just got emotional again and then she shared and I was like, this crazy. I'll this share crazy. my part. Okay, I wasn't gonna do it. I, I know, I, you already served it up. I, you already served it up. Well, when he was going through, this was during practice actually. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, well, what is it? So when he shared his story, I said, oh, it's interesting because I said, Angie doesn't know my story. She doesn't know me from a can of paint either. And the way that we even, how I even got into the cast is amazing to even um, uh, try out for it. But um, tell that later. Um, but when he shared that piece for me, um, part of my story is the father of my children in different aspects was taken away. So I'm on the other side feeling the woman's piece of every time the man of the house has to be taken away and I have to deal with the child, which was Lexi, played by my wonderful daughter, Lexi. Hey, Lex. Um, so it was emotional piece for me. And if you see me play the part, it, it was just had to bring it back every single time, just like the funeral scene um, with... Um, with Moon in her situation. Um, and you say, you know, people was like, what is this thing so real? People were going through stuff doing this musical, y'all. Um, and we were just focused and honing it in and giving you the energy and leaving it on the stage. Um, yeah, so that, that was my piece. And I felt that that was so beautiful that he had his experience and then me on the flip side of the coin was experience actually the part that I was playing. So it wasn't anything fake about what was happening it was just being taken away during incarceration or whether it was a death. Um, that's my experience where my children didn't have their father. So um, it's just a lot. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. funny part is like the scene that touched me the most is the scene I wasn't even in. Like that touched me mm-hmm. and it like it echoed um, the, the Will and Max scene that counting on us. That was like emotion. I wasn't nowhere near it. And I felt like, I'm going to go in and say this. I, I hate about it. So sometimes people don't realize when you're named, you're going to live out that purpose. Mm-hmm. And you can try to be everything else. But if you are purpose to be something, it's going to interrupt your life until you do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Angie... Angela, that's so funny. Angela is funny, but but Angie is cool. Can you imagine Angela? Come here, Angela. No, but Angie. <laughs> Angela just doesn't feel right. It doesn't it feel doesn't, right. It doesn't. But it actually means messenger, mm. and you have to deliver the message the way that it's given to you because you don't know how it's connecting stories. How you have Carol on here, or how you say like Jay, this one particular part it doesn't have lines, but I just feel like it's for you. You didn't know that I was about to go through a divorce. You know, it's several different things, like how you place Moon. You didn't know she was going to lose her husband. It's like these things are happening in real time. And you're like, you have to be what you're called to be 
and stop questioning everything else. If you were created and purpose to be a messenger, then you need to go ahead and transcribe what is being downloaded into your spirit. History is counting on us, counting on you to do something. Yeah. You got to do something. Yeah. I just thank Angie for that. I, I just really, if she didn't get the vision to make or research or do anything with that Holly Springs historical society or whatever you did with it, I didn't even know the story until you posted it today, actually. Um, the whole background story and all of that. I was just in that directing, um, trying out for a musical for my first musical. But um, if you didn't do that, all of these stories, these ripples through time would never have happened. I would have never met any of you. I would have never met my brothers and sisters now. Y'all, y'all my the theatrical family. Um, love it. You know, brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, aunts. I wouldn't have met them. And not only that, but what they do professionally. We're connected. This this is this is family now. So I appreciate you. I honor you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I honor all of you guys. And I, I just I have to say that. I don't know. Like, I, first of all, thank you for all of that. There's a piece of me that just feels like I can't take any credit. Like, I just feel almost like anytime I get that, I feel like, like you said, Jay, it's a message and I'm just showing up. And, you know, I, I can't take any credit for that. Honestly, it was a whole heck of a lot of prayer and a whole heck of a lot of amazing people like all of you. And so that's what made this come together. And I feel like if we don't listen, obedience before anything true true and if we don't listen those ideas that inspiration will find someone else so if it wasn't going to be me it would have found somebody else because those ideas want to be realized those ideas want to come alive and we can choose to listen or we could choose to do nothing but they will be they will come to fruition somehow see but well, the lord told you yes he told you to write yes. the vision like Habakkuk says, write the vision and make it plain mm -hmm. so that they may run and not faint. Your, the stories had to be told and they needed to come through you. Um, and you listened because I can, I can understand if you would have fought it. I've heard you say, oh, I'm a white woman. I can't tell these stories. But the Lord told you to tell these stories. And when, when things are told to you or given to you in a vision, there's going to be opposition. There's going to be naysayers. But the bottom line is Roland is right. Without you obeying what the Lord told you to do, none of us would be here. We wouldn't be on this show together. I wouldn't know any of you. And I want to correct this whole white woman right in the whole thing. Sorry, got to touch on it. Um, I appreciate the fact that you <laughs> can't help it. I appreciate the fact that you asked us, the ensemble, too, mm. what the thoughts were in the scenes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think it needs to come from you because to me, it restored my faith in humanity because my experiences haven't been great with people that look like you. So if you wouldn't have wrote it, I wouldn't have got my experience with then trickled out to everybody else. And you don't know how that affects somebody else, just like it affected me. So we're going to go ahead and nip that in the bud. It needed to come through you, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Now the bossiness is coming out. Okay, I need, I need like an air hug. My links. That's just it. That means more than you guys will ever know. Thank you. Thank you. 
And absolutely. And the naysayers would say whatever, but it give them the opportunity. They wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't their vision. So right. they, they couldn't do it. So it had to come through you. Call them out, Ms. Doris. Call them out. <laughs> well, and it's like, sometimes I can say this. Anybody can do something, but are they purpose to do mm-hmm. it is the question. Yeah. And every person, and even with my faith, um, Every person, if you look through scriptures according to faith, struggled with what they were called to do. So the call to do the struggle in is 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 is, is normal, mm-hmm. but the obedience is what was needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that you probably never be comfortable with it, but as long as you commit to it, that's what the most important part was. You were instrumental in starting Love is a Parable. It was your voice. Your presence that forced us out there. Yeah, I had the ideas and had all of these things in the background, but it was your voice, your presence that pushed that thing. The same thing happened with Finding Patience 2017. It was you who pushed that thing. And there was, I was on the board for the um, local community theater, and they didn't, they never saw those numbers. The town was not ready. For you. And here it is, even though the town was prepared this time, they still wasn't ready. Because it's like you keep doing something greater because of your obedience to it. So, yes, somebody else could write it. But do they have the mantle to take it where it needs to go? So, so just what do comfortable now? with being uncomfortable. Well, well, I appreciate that so much. But let me say, so... Here she go, counter. Yeah, where's it going? Well, well, here's the question. So, so I like what you say means so much to me. Like, it really, you have no idea. You have no idea how many hours I've agonized for the fact that I'm white and I'm going to write this. You have no idea. There were, there were times I'm like, I'm not, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anyone to think that I know something that I don't. And, you know, like hours and hours. So, here's the thing. What you say means the world, but now with what to do with this, will this continue to be that obstacle to what this this could potentially do? And that that's kind of the thing in my mind is I think you guys know me, but the the rest of the world doesn't. And you know, I feel like is this always going to be that obstacle from what this can be? That's not your lane. That's you your lane. Yeah. Yep. Thank girl. you, girl. <laughs> Look, all right. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be PG because. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm really working on God is really working on me, y'all. Like for real, like he really is. Okay. Here, here's the thing. All right. I don't think. Hey, I got you. I got one for you. Remember when you wrote that GB Alford says, he says a line where he goes, it's not if the cup's half empty or half full. It's if it's half empty, what are we going to do to fill it? And, And I think that's the question you need to be asking. You are so worried. You are so worried about whether or how people are going to receive your work 
because of what you look like. That's not important. That is not important at all. What we need to be worried about is how we're going to continue to make sure this glass stays overflowing. Ooh. That's what we need to be worried about. That's what you need to be worried about. All this other hoorah about what you look like, who right and what or why, that ain't nobody business. Ain't That's cool. between you and God, period. And the people that are behind you are always going to be 10 toes down. Mm-hmm. Period. Because we are faithful, because we are loyal, and because we see you. We see you. And we love you. Beyond that, anything you're asking beyond that about anybody else, anywhere else. Let me tell you something. When I walked out into that lobby, after every show, there were people that weren't even from Holly Springs. Didn't have nothing to do with Holly Springs. Didn't know nothing about Holly Springs. That were coming up to me thanking me when they really needed to be thanking you. But they're thanking me because I am the face. I am the person interacting with them. I am, I am just, I am but the, the sounding board for your word. But I say that to say this show has impacted hearts, minds, spirits. I had people come out of there telling me they like story. Mm. Hugging me crying, talking about how this experience has affected them. We make jokes about how long the show is, right? But there are so many people who will come out and be like, it didn't even, I didn't even feel it. I looked at my clock and was like, wow, it's this late? They can't feel it because they're so immersed in the message and it's hard not to be. Yeah. It really is. For people whose hearts, minds, and intentions are in the space that they are wanting and willing to receive what you are offering, what we are we, offering. Thank you. What we are offering, and and the way that you, yeah. the way that all of you, brought these people to life, was absolutely beautiful to behold. It would not have been what it was clearly without you. And um, and thank you for that. And and so I'm so you guys better be coming with me and whatever this is gonna do. So we're doing this together. You, bet, you better know. We don't, look, we don't take orders from you. We take orders from Rolanda. <laughs> I'm ready to review the contracts. That's not what I have to do for you. Right. <laughs> but yo, we gotta go, y'all. Y'all see how fast an hour went by. That ain't fair. That ain't fair. That's rude. You little, your little hour rule is is real is real ghetto, and I don't like it. And you need to change it. <laughs> you're, not gonna, you're not gonna turn this into a finding patience hours. <laughs> oh, baby, I am patience. I will turn this thing out. What you saying? What you look, mean? Look, I'm gonna leave with this though, for real, Angie. It said, Angie, it was you. It was you. Yeah, and she said that I shared that with you, right? Came back and said, Angie, you are not a white woman in my eyes. You are a human being first. Okay. Thank you, Roro. <laughs> and then they came back and said what Rolanda said. Then it says, also, those audiences needed to see it and needed it to come from someone like Angie to do that kind of educating. Yeah. The obedience was what matters. Come on, Facebook users. I have been pushed because of you, Angie. You have the mantle. 
Well, we just had to say that about my love, Angie, right? Yes. Yes, until the world changes. They mean and expect obstacles until this world changes. And then Cherie came in and said, that, poss that possibly could be an obstacle, but that is not what you need to think about. We got you. Mm. Absolutely. Hold on, where the other one at? Here you go. We see you. We love you. See, Angie Staley. Here goes Cherie, come back. It's not over. Keep your hand on the plow and hold on. Come on. Look, and here go the other one. Where that? Whole truth right here. See? Oh, look, Cheyenne April. Love y'all. It's me, Samuel Clement. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, guys, yeah, we only do an hour, and mm -hmm. I thank y'all for coming on. Thank and, you for having me. Not that you had a choice. Right. Um, but Angie, we definitely want to make sure um, people who don't know about finding patients or how to get um, connected, they're not sure if there's a recording, how to get the CDs, how to get all of that stuff. Um, should they just go to um, findingpatientsthemusical.com or where should they go to get the CD, get swag, um, find out if anything is happening with finding patients? Where do people go to get connected? Great. Yes. Finding patients. Um, gosh, what's our website, you guys? My mind's on finding, so many Finding patients, the musical that comes off of this. I literally yes. just said it, but it's okay. Thank you, Jay. Sorry. My mind's kind of in a lot of places. Y'all just, wow. Okay. Um, finding patients, the musical.com. Um, and there's, you can email, it will show you an email address to ask questions. As far as swag goes, um, we also have a Facebook group, finding patients, the musical and Instagram. Um, I'm working, um, thanks to Rolanda's guidance, on getting some more, um, you know, accounts on different platforms. But um, but yes, there's merchandise, there's CDs with the original cast recording, which is beautiful, beautiful work. And um, that you can get on the Facebook group, or we're going to put it up on the um, website here really soon to get the rest of the swag up there. We have t-shirts, history is counting on us t-shirts, a lot of different things. Um, but I just, again, just want to say, Thank you to all the cast and crew. This is what it is because of each of you. And, and thank you. And guys, who, whoever is viewing out there, if you feel like no one in this world cares about you or love you, that's not really true. You have just met seven people who truly do care about you, who are here for you. Um, we will be putting in all the contact information for those who want to get contacted um, with all of these wonderful castmates and even other people um, so just be on the lookout. Um, Cass, look, guys, y'all stay on. Everybody else, we will see you guys next week. We love y'all, and we out. A brother is someone that you can trust. A brother can sometimes be just a warming embrace. Someone that you can depend on. And someone that has loyalty and that you show loyalty to.